Welcome to the Parenting with Confidence podcast. I am your host, Teresa Alexander Inman, board certified behavior analyst and infant toddler developmental specialist. I am happy to welcome again, Mr. D. Neil Elliott. He's the author of A Higher Road, a book that he's written to share the transformation that his life has gone through. And he wants to share that with us guys to help us get to where he is, that life of love and just awesomeness. Welcome again, Neil. Thank you, Teresa. Pleasure to be here. It's an honor to have you. Okay, so honestly, take it away. You you already set up what you said you were going to talk about in the last time. So just please, I don't want to waste any time. Go ahead and just... Yeah, okay. (laughs) So um, last time I said we'd talk a little bit about ego. uh, And let's start off with this, is that uh, you create every event and every... All of us do this. We create every event and every experience that comes into our lives through our thinking and our feeling. But this manifestation of the these rebound forms, if you will, uh, is uh, delayed. And uh, it's delayed because of the amount of creative uh, power we have to manifest these things. So, uh, and if when you read all seven steps, you'll understand this. But the reason I'm saying it is because your patterns of thinking and feeling that you have uh, taken on and uh, your ego has developed and retained and then reinforced over a lifetime create everything that comes into your life. And so uh, if you are not happy with any part of your life at all, then what you need to do is you need to figure out how you can make that change and the way you make that change is to understand these processes gain this new knowledge get at this subconscious programming which is they're like the things that you've programmed in your subconscious are like concrete you need to get in there you need to break up that concrete you need to dissolve it and then you need to rebuild your um, programming your subconscious programming unconscious programming with things that are in alignment with and congruent with um, where we come from and to where we return. And we come from unconditional love and we return to unconditional love. So we want to talk about two things today. One is um, the ego and how and why we develop this ego and then uh, how we recognize we live in this duality. And the other thing I'd like to talk about is this evolutionary process of the soul. So let's start with evolutionary process of the soul, gives everybody a little bit of context. So uh, at the time of conception, your soul infuses uh, its past lives, uh, past knowledge, experience, and lessons into this conception process, and your little eye mind of ego is created. Now, the soul, so we'll take a step outside of that for a moment, the soul comes here uh over many lifetimes uh in varying colors of skin in varying genders varying places of origin uh sometimes religious sometimes not religious at all sometimes wealthy sometimes poor different languages different cultures all of these things are designed to give your soul the experiences that it wants to learn over this evolutionary process 
And the ego is a divinely ordained uh, tool to create individuality out of the wholeness and the unity of itself. And so you come here and you, when you, uh, when you, when this body dies and, you know, it, it's ephemeral, it returns to dust and your soul goes back, it goes back to this unity of the divine and it brings with it these richnesses of these experiences. So your soul comes here to learn these lessons. So what it does is you come in these varying genders and stuff and uh, this ego so now let's flip back to the ego. So your little I mind ego is created at the time of conception and it uses the laws of the universe, the law of cause and effect to build and construct the, uh, the body over a nine month period uh, through uh, the, according to the DNA plan specification in the sperm and the ovum. And so it constructs this body and uh, from, you know, being born to age five, well, actually from being conceived to age five, um, the, your mind has not, your brain is not developed to the point until about age five to, to make its own decisions. So what happens is that in this period, what you are is you're this little embodiment of unconditional love and you're a sponge. You're just absorbing everything in your environment, your parents' emotions, their culture, their language, their, uh, and when I say language, I, I not only mean Italian or English or French, I mean the kind of things that they say and how they say it, their intonation and their, uh, the kind of language they use. And, um, you know, their culture, all of these things, traditions, etc. And some, you know, sometimes religious, sometimes not. So you're absorbing all of these things. This is starting to shape and hone and hue your personality uh, for this lifetime. And you're being influenced uh, through uh, this mechanism and you're programming your subconscious mind. At age five, you, uh, your brain develops where it can start to make its own choices. You end up going to school, you have other experiences you learn. And so what happens is that as you grow from babyhood to adulthood, you are programming your subconscious mind and you're reinforcing that through these patterns of thinking and feeling. And you're binding down your soul and you're shutting it off from the light, from its connection to source. And so uh, our ego takes control and then it it continues this throughout its lifetime and because of your thinking and your feeling depending what you're thinking and depending what you're feeling you create these rebound forms that come into your life the things that you love and the things you merely endure and the things that you hate these bad experiences that we have and um so i'm going to relate this to an analogy of a method actor so a method actor they, uh, you know, before they get on camera, they will say they're going to do a period piece. They will dress the part. They'll eat the kind of food that they ate in that period. They speak the kind of language. They really practice this for weeks or months to really be able to get into character. So then they get on set. The uh, director calls action. The scene takes. The director calls cut. These actors, they come out of this. They high five each other and they say, 
you know, say to each other, wow, you did a really good job. You know, like I really felt I was there in that period when you did that. And, um, but the actors have come out of that. They've high-fived each other. Relating this to the ego. So the thing is that the ego is this actor in the scene. And we believe that our bodies are real, that these objects around us are solid. And we believe this is our reality. And we've programmed our egoic mind. We respond to all of these events and experiences that happen in our world um, as if that's our truth, that's our reality. We never snap out of it until we, uh, till our soul finally wakes up in whichever lifetime that is and begins this process of this inner cleansing and rebuilding to come back to its truth. Your soul is your reality. This ego, this body is just a rented vehicle. This body is just a tool for you to learn these various lessons on this evolutionary process of the soul over many lifetimes. And so when your soul finally wakes up, it understands that I'm living in this duality. My soul is my truth. Unconditional love is my truth. Peace, joy, security. That's my truth. And all of these things that are happening in the world around me that my ego continues to respond to, someone comes at me and they're yelling at me and they're denigrating me and I'm responding and I'm being a victim and I'm fighting or I'm trying to overpower somebody. These are all egoic responses. And when we understand our truth, we understand that you know, when I see someone today, I see their soul. I see their soul is equal to my soul. Their soul is perfect. Their soul is unconditional love. And any of these things that they're, they're doing that we would consider to be reprehensible are really just these mechanisms of the ego to create these rebound forms, these like events and experiences that come into their lives to teach them the lessons that their soul wants to learn. And so... I'll make this last link here is, well, then how can you say that this body's not solid and that bus coming at me is not solid and is going to kill me if it runs into me? Well, it will kill you if it runs into you. <laughs> but we know in science today that at a subatomic level, everything is just energy. There's nothing solid under the sun. Everything is just energy. And this is like a hologram. This is like a movie. You are the actor. You are the the writer, the, the producer, the director, the actor in your own movie, in your life, but you believe it's your truth. You believe it's your reality. And as soon as you can understand these, the gain this new knowledge, understand this real separation and that this is just, this is merely a play. This is merely a tool for your soul to learn lessons and your soul is your truth. Your soul is your reality. Um, then you can start this process of transcending the ego and being this open and purified channel of the divine to bring unconditional love to everything and everyone in your environment. And you start to live from the inside out. All of the peace, the joy, the security you are seeking, it's all inside of you. You just need to know how to unlock it and to let it come out and bring it to the bear, bring it to bear. And so when you begin to live like this, you're living from the outside out. So from the inside out, so 
all this stuff that's going on in the world around us that's mayhem and wars and stuff you you begin to understand this whole process and you're no longer get caught up in it you no longer get concerned with it you view it in this neutral fashion of um these their varying mechanisms for people to learn lessons and you view it with compassion and you view it with love because what you're trying to do is help bring healing to them and you do that through being an expression of unconditional love no matter what they're doing to you you are actually trying to speak with them more on a soul level and communicate with them on a soul level versus an egoic level I muted in case my dog started barking. So thank you so much for sharing all that. And it's just really, it fascinates me because I remember years ago, I remember I heard that, you know, Oprah was actually driven to where she is in life by a poem that she read that said she was the captain of her soul. And she kept that, you know, somewhere that she could see it all the time. And I never understood that until now. <laughs> <I honestly, laughs> It just came to, it's just like, wait, like what, you know, thank you for clearing that up for me because, you know, it's just like, I don't, what's Oprah talking about? <laughs> so, you know, um, our goal over many lifetimes is to come to this point where we begin this transcendence of the ego and these egoic responses to be this purified and open channel of the divine. And, um, you know, your our goal is to start to uh take these bondages off the ego through this process or take these bondages these egoic bondages from the uh the soul to release the soul for the soul to gain mastery of our lives and to become the captain of our life and when we do that we become this purified channel and this expression of unconditional love this uh, this this embodiment of unconditional love. And when we do that, we we bring healing and we bring peace and we bring security to everyone who comes in our environment, even if they are responding in uh, a negative way or a harmful way to other people. You are at a unconscious level for them, emitting unconditional love to help their souls start to wake up to the fact that this thing that they're doing is creating these rebound forms in their life and creating the misery and the pain in their life that they experience. And so you're helping their souls wake up to uh, also begin this process, whether that happens for them in this lifetime or another lifetime, I don't know. But... Wow, this is so fascinating. And like I said before, if you had come to me with this a couple of years ago, I'd be like, oh, you know, like, no. <laughs> But, um... Well, you know, so so when I was um, going to take an MBA, so mid 90s, I'm in my 30s, I'm working full time. And my wife, uh, and I wanted to take an MBA. And my wife said to me, and I was debating, oh, do I do this? Like, it's a two year program, I have to work full time, go to school at night, I've got, you know, three kids, you know, it just, how do I make this happen? My wife said to me, look, um, you know, how long does it take? And I said, two years. And she said, okay, well, two years from now, you can look back and say, I did it or I didn't do it. So what would you like to do? Mm. Time's going to pass anyway. Yes. So I thought, 
oh, I might as well sign up and take it. So I did. So I say to anybody now, read my book cover to cover, understand the process. If it resonates with you, great. Go back, start with some of the science material, start with some of the, um, uh, you know, start directly with step one, whichever is your choice doesn't resonate with you, pass the book on or put it on your shelf to read five, 10 years from now. But if you're there and you go, you know, this resonates with me, but I just don't have the time. How can I meditate? You know, this guy meditates for 90 minutes to two hours every day. I can't do that. I've got kids. I got to take them to school. I got work, you know, like all this stuff. I got dance. And um, the, the point is you don't have to do 90 minutes. You can start with five. You can work up to 10. You work up to 20, whatever works for you. But however long it takes, whether it takes a year or one year, one year or two years or three years for you to get to this point. And if you start now, that time is going to pass anyway. So three years from now, one year from now, two years from now, do you want to look back and say, I did it and I'm, I'm in this new place that is just so amazing and so peaceful? Or do you want to carry on with your life like you do? It's entirely up to you when you put it that way it hurts <laughs> <laughs> it's true though but give yourself the chance like see whether this resonates with you if it does then i'm going to encourage you to to do it because i'll tell you you just you'll be part of this process to change the world to bring it into this new era of love and peace and who doesn't want to do that that is so true so I'm going to continue reading because I'm um, actually at part three, you know, where you start talking about consciousness. So I'm going to continue reading. And then when I get to the place, you and I will come back and talk about it again when I've arrived. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You know, anytime, anytime. Wonderful. Thank you. So before we, you know, again, before we part for today, do you want to share any last words with our audience? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I think that there's a couple messages, but one of the primary messages is, is that, you know, anybody can do this anywhere, anytime in their life. And it doesn't matter whether you're ill or healthy, happy, depressed, live on the street or live in a mansion. If you are open and you are curious and you are willing to come to this information like a little child full of curiosity and wonder without prejudgments, you will give yourself the opportunity to totally transform your life to a state of being, a state of love and peace and joy and security, no matter what's going on around you. And I can tell you it is a state you can't even imagine but it's a state you want to be in. It's a state that we come from to where you re will return, but you are meant to bring that state to here and the now on earth today. And so I, I highly recommend people, you know, read the book, figure out whether this works for you. If it does begin the journey. Yes, absolutely. And it's not a long book. It's what, 235 pages, if I remember correctly. It's not a long yeah. book. It's just packed with a lot of really good information. And I like that you started from the beginning, you know, talking about your life and all the things that you went through. My goodness. Um, and, you know, the stages where you acquired certain ways of thinking, and um, it was pretty incredible because we all do in that journey we call life. 
there's so many times, you know, you hear something you're like, oh, okay, this is how that is. And, and you make it true for you when really we didn't have to adopt it and make it true, but we chose to embody those things that we heard and made them true. And um, now I know it's a conscious process and I don't have to succumb to it. Neil, are you there? You're frozen. Hello? 